Hey guys, welcome to Honey Not Beige, where we discuss the sticky, sweet and colourful parts of life. I'm Sam. And I'm Elise. And through our journey, I hate that word, don't you? Yep. As parents, we couldn't help but notice the sheer amount of beige creeping into the world. When we know one thing is for certain, when you have kids, nothing is as simple, clean and vanilla as the beige ones will have us believe. Those with beautiful, clean and tidy homes, hats off. Beige looks great on you. The reality, though, for us, on the other hand, well, it's honey, not beige. Well, welcome. Welcome to Honey Not Beige, where life is sticky, sweet and colourful. Episode one, baby. Hi, Monty. (laughs) We've got uh, Sam and Elise here. Uh, and a little baby Monty as our special guest today joining <laughs> us. Now, just to start, we have to say that both of us have anticipated this day for about six months and now while. we've both lost our voices. Yes. So right on cue. Handy. Um, we should probably start with our intros, right? Like, uh, who are we even? I don't know. I don't know. Either. Not today. Huh. Uh, so I'm Elise, uh, early 40s, very early 40s, uh, and I do like to pretend I'm 35 forever. Married with three gorgeous kids and living on the northern beaches of Sydney, and I'm definitely not a hippie. I work as a senior HR manager. I love it, but my true passion, of course, everyone knows, is running. Just got back from the Blue Mountains, actually. Nuts. Every morning before dawn, you can find me up and down the beachfront in Manly with my run club. But when I'm not running or running after my six-year-old twins and a toddler, I'm brushing up literally on my other passion, which is makeup. I'm always on the hunt for the latest product to add to my already bursting makeup collection, which is taking over my bedroom as we speak. (laughs) But, you know, you can never have too many shades of red lippy, right? right? You know, I also secretly wished I lived in Nashville. And had I been allowed to call my twins Pebbles and Bam Bam, uh, I would have, but that was stricken from the list very, very early on. One day, though, my dream is to retire to Hawaii. And until then, though, it's Sydney, beach life, and Sydney, shopaholics (laughs) for me, anonymous for me. (laughs) Did you see that I wore my red lippy for the occasion? I did see it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, hey, folks, I'm Sam. I am hanging on to my 30s by a thread. Show off. Uh-huh. And with two munchkins under two, not recommended. Not recommended. Um, sleep, I've forgotten what that is. Um, my brood and I, we live on the central coast and uh, we moved there just before my youngest was mm. born. So, yeah, moving house at eight months pregnant, not my finest decision, but that's okay. Um, I'm a children's book, young adult fiction writer, and suppose I am a bit of a hippie. You are a hippie. Um, I dress my kids in the cloth nappies, make my own nappy rash cream, skincare, that kind of bit. Um, I wear the yoga pants, I chant with the crystals, I do all that sort of stuff, but not that I can actually remember the last time I was active in my active wear. That's where Elise puts me to shame in that area. In my active wear today. Mm-hmm, nice. Um, but you could say that the intention, quote unquote, the intention is there. Um, life certainly is not beige in my house, um, although I did aspire to it one day, you know, when grow up, growing up and all of that sort of stuff, have the beautiful, tidy home that I see on the social medias. Unfortunately, till then, it's neon rainbows and Fisher Price in my house, um, not to mention one, two many Kmart baskets. You can never have too never many. Never have too many Kmart baskets. Did you hear that Kmart is coming to my mall? What? Yeah, very excited. Oh. Yeah, everybody says that every story that I tell starts with 
So I was at the mall. Yes. And uh, and then I tell my story. But um, we're not here to talk about shopping as no. much as I would love to. <laughs> maybe later. Maybe, maybe. we'll do another maybe. episode on shopping. So we're going to kick off today. So um, why are we here, Monty? Why are we here? So Monty is Sam's youngest. He is six months, I think. Yeah, right? six, six months. months. Six months. Uh, time flies. So why did we want to join? Uh, start a podcast, I should say? Well, Sam and I love to talk. We love each other. We love to talk to each other. And we do have uh, lots of stories to share, I've been told. And we wanted to share those around. So that's why we're here. We've, We've always talked about it. So... We thought, why not try? Why not? We also <laughs> wanted to create a, you know, not your average parenting podcast, I guess. In fact, you know, there are many topics that we hope to cover in our time in your ear holes that aren't just about our spawn. Um, what's great about our friendship is that despite the fact that we have a lot in common, there are lots of things that we have that are different as Absolutely. well, which is Absolutely. really cool. Um, and I guess that's one of those things that we find fascinating about each other, that we do have these differences. Absolutely. Um, we like to think that the other is pretty interesting, so hopefully you will <laughs> other as people well. Will as well. Um, yeah. But seriously, we don't want to talk about the usual stuff. We want to get to the nitty gritty. Yep. We want to yep. get to the sticky. We want to get to the sweet and sometimes not so sweet Absolutely. elements of being a woman, not just a mama, because there's... So much more to us than what came out through our hoo-ha. Or my sunroof. Or the sunroof. The sunroof. Either way. You That's know, what exactly. I chose. Um, but the thing that did bring us together was, it was obviously our kids. So, you know, the motherhood crazy ride. So that's where our friendship really did start. Um, and, you know, the last two years for everybody, I think, has has been a real game changer in terms of friendships and relationships and around the globe everybody has really had the similarity of what we've had to deal with, which is this so-called pandemic that we're all still going through. I I wake up every day and I think, is this the last day of the pandemic? Um, And it really did highlight, I think, the loneliness that can happen when you're not surrounded by your friends or maybe even your family, um, if you don't have family close by. So you and I did meet through having our, well, it wasn't my first, but it was your first, Bubba, my third, um, after the twins. And we started at the mother's group. We got um, assigned a mother's group. So that was in 2019. And then it went obviously into 2020. And it really did highlight for me, particularly, and I know for you as well, the the importance of support during that oh, time. Absolutely. Um, and during those first few catch-ups we really realized that we love to talk yeah we were probably the talkers of the group I'd say in that room (laughs) asking the questions and putting our hands up yeah um and we wanted to do something like a podcast and so we it did really evolve over that that period of time yeah um and so over the coffees and the vinos and the sparkling wine and the vodkas we came up with the idea of honey not beige yeah um it took a little while to get that name right I know we were talking talking about yeah the I think we had our nicknames in there and then because you make honey you have I bees do, you got that in your intro <laughs> uh, we um, we came you up like with honey, honey not bees like eating my honey I do love so eating your honey you do you give me lots of honey which is lovely <laughs> so get ready this is the first episode of many we hope um, of us talking about stories we want to share yeah so uh, yeah let's go let's with the first it. topic that let's we thought about which is Probably the one topic that really highlights our differences, yeah. but how we really got to talking about this podcast, which is about birth. Yeah. So I hear a collective turning off from the men around the world. Yeah, that's right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning Thanks in. For, yeah. Now you know who we are. Well, you can come back next time. Yeah. Um, 
but in reality, birth is not just two options or one option or there's no. so many different stories and options that you hear about. Yeah. We have two. In fact, we have four very yes. different stories of very, birth. Yes. But we are going to talk today about Bella, my third, mm-hmm. and Ray Ray, your first. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met. That's how we bonded. That's how some of the funniest stories we've come across as real bit between us have, yeah. have come through. So. I met you first up in the mother's group in the waiting room of the Brookvale Family Clinic Health Centre. Yeah, whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah, yep, at our place. very first mother's group. Yes. Uh, we were the, you were the first to arrive. Yes. I was the second to arrive. Not. For those had, who know me, I was early. You were very early. I was not far behind. We've been very punctual, very nervous, and you did have your boobs out. I did. Well, you know, that sounds like me, so yes. <laughs> it was, it's not what you sound. It's not, it's not, well, it's not, you know. Well, you know, they weren't just out. They were serving a purpose were, at the time. I was, you know, um, I was feeding my child. You were, you were, yes, you were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, truth be told, um, I was there early, believe it or not, but I, I was also a little bit hesitant to go to mother's mm, group. It yeah. wasn't really something that I thought um, I'd get a lot out of, maybe. Maybe it was just nervous, but I think also I thought I was going to be the oldest one there. I thought by far there were going to be these, you know, hot young 20-somethings yep. with their yep. gorgeous kids and I was going to be this old, decrepit nana showing up with my baby. and I feel ya. <laughs> You know, yeah. And then she, you showed up, which and is awesome. And then I turned up. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. We all know I'm older. I'm older. That's great. But it is just, it's hard. Like you're, a, you know, it's a different, as my, we have a running joke with a couple of my friends, we're in this certain demographic. Mm-hmm. And it is. The Jerry mums. The Jerry mums. Yeah. And it is hard to make friends and build new kind of alliances yeah. and those when you're posts. an adult, when you're an like, adult yeah, it is hard. hard so I'm a bit of an introvert as well yeah. so I think you know yeah. that makes it a bit tricky to um, make new friends when you're grown up so cold and so you came along to the mother's group and uh, why don't you kind of take us through that story of how Miss Ray Ray came to be and, yeah. and, you know, obviously we've got Monty. We'll talk about him and other ghosts. Sorry, Monty. Uh, but Ray Ray, um, you're first. Tell well, us about that. Exa- yeah, exactly as you said. My um, my first Aurelia, affectionately known as Ray Ray, is my first. Um, my second Monty, as you said, is is here babbling away on my laptop and munching on a biscuit. So apologies. No if boobs you out yet. No boobs out yet, but, but it probably will, will happen. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yes. Uh, anyway, little Miss Ray was born at the end of July at Northern Beaches after a 21-hour labour, which was, you know, quite wow. long. Yes, you know that's wow. okay. Yeah. Um, so slightly different yep. to um, your experience. Yep. You yeah, absolutely. Through, but, um, but originally, I you know, once you find out you're pregnant, it's it's a bit of a scary concept, and mm. you're like, where do I start? What do I do? So you just yeah. jump onto Google, and yep. you know, you chat to yeah. chat to the mums that you know about the start of this kind of crazy, crazy journey. Again, that that word. Um, but I was, um, I had a, a chat with my gyno, and I um, have a history of endometriosis. And one sort of day when I was having a um, a meeting with her, chatting about some potential surgery. She said, look, let, let's do an egg count because, you know, you're getting on. Thanks. Thanks, lady. <laughs> Just to um, confirm the geriatricness. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Thanks. And she pretty much confirmed that um, my egg count was super low and okay. that having kids would be, you know, a bit of a challenge for me. And yep. that wasn't sort of news that I was expecting. I guess you just sort of just assume that everything's going to be hunky-dory when yeah. you do start yeah. to want to try and do all that sort of stuff. So it made me quite 
quite depressed and I went home and told my partner Alex and I guess then you know it wasn't really something we were actively trying but we sort of just we just stopped we just stopped not not trying yeah right um, yep, and okay. she said look we'll do this endo um, treatment when your next period comes and oh excuse me there's something about taking the stress out of trying or not trying or not not trying for a kid that yeah you know maybe makes things happen absolutely so my next period never arrived so um surprise turns out, turns out <laughs> you know one or two eggs is all wow. you need um and yeah we found out that we were pregnant which is you know such a huge blessing so um but being a public patient because I didn't have um pregnancy cover or anything like that on my health insurance mm. because it wasn't sort of something that was on our radar I thought I you know I found out that I had to give birth in the new hospital what was the new hospital at the time um Sorry, I have to keep on picking out Mr. Monty's biscuit. Um, And because it was new and because it had a bit of a bad rap at this stage, I was... You know, I was a bit nervous. I was a yeah. bit scared about. And I don't this think process. you were the only one to be scared. No. because a lot of our friends obviously had the babies there as well. Yeah, that's so right. Everyone was a bit and like, oh, not sure. It was new. It was and, new. Uh, you know, yep. all of that sort of stuff. And we heard stories We'd about heard bad stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, yeah. the thing you don't you, you don't always hear the good the good news stories. No, and there would have been hospital. yeah, thousands and thousands of amazing stories, but you don't ever hear those. You no. don't hear the bad ones. So here's your biscuit, buddy. There it is. Um. But turns out that my the the gyno OB that I was um, that I was with at the at the time, she she dumped me. Oh, she dumped me. What? Why? She broke up with me. She broke up with how traumatic. Um, yep. She, when you were pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No. Wow. It wasn't, wasn't nice. But um. Well, because I was just uh, you know hoping that she would deliver my yeah. baby at the new hospital, and yeah. she hadn't really decided one way or another if she was going to do that. Right. Okay. And then yeah, it turns out that once I was a little bit further down the line, she told me that she wasn't. She, she wasn't, wasn't delivering there. She wasn't delivering there. So I was right. like, oh okay. crap. So what do I do now? Um. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, go back to the drawing board, aka Google. Yep. And um, through a little bit of research, I decided anyway that I wanted a water birth and I wanted to go a little bit more down the natural path. Yeah. yeah okay. It's a bit more aligned with who <laughs> with I you. am as a person. Yep. 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 Um, and all of that sort of stuff. And so instead of finding a new obstetrician, I hired a doula. Okay. Um, because I wanted that constant, that support, constant support through, person yeah. through yeah. my birth, um, through you know what's essentially a scary, yeah. a scary, yeah. you know, um, situation for for a new mum and all of that sort of stuff. And I needed that constant support person. I wanted Alex to sort of be in that dad Your partner, Alex. zone. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, sorry, mum. I just I couldn't have my mum there because no, I love like, her to bits. Cool. But very cool. She's yeah. You know, she, yeah, that's yeah. It's it's a different relationship, um, and it, you know ha- having the having the doula there was absolutely the best decision that I made. And you know, there's a lot um, that I learnt um, throughout the the process of having her that was really aligned with with me. And we will talk about that. Mm. Mm. Um, I think perhaps at a later stage, or maybe even today, we'll see how we go. Um, in you know in in having that kind of really you know I studied hypnobirthing and all of that sort of stuff so mm. um in hindsight being dumped by my obstetrician wasn't a bad great. thing yeah, um, because out. you know having dual um having my Jackie my Jackie my, my Jackie, Jackie having my Jackie my Jackie having my you claimed her now yeah, my Jackie mine. yeah Sorry, yeah guys, you can't have it yeah um 
was the best decision ever. So that was really great. And did she also then support you through Monty's birth? She did, she yeah. Did, yeah. So okay. when we found out we were pregnant again, um, we yeah we wanted the same kind the of same. experience yeah, with, with her. So, um, yeah, even even though we'll talk about Monty's birth at a later <laughs> stage, even though we weren't necessarily living just down the road from no, the hospital. No, I know. So that's, I know. that's a whole other story. Um but yeah, so when um, when I went into to labor, I found out you know I was taking a nap as you do when yeah. you're um, I was technically overdue by this stage. So both my um, both my pregnancies went um, went late. Um, I was just lying on the bed having a bit of a nap. Realized that I'd peed myself. Mm-hmm. Was sounds fascinating. Yeah, it was again great. another thing I never wanted to experience. Oh, look, no. So much, Elise. It's just great when you're just lying there so peacefully and then all of a sudden your pants are wet. It's great. And look, I don't think it's, you know, I like to think that it's been at least 38 years since I've (laughs) wet myself, but, you know, that's okay. Um, And then, yeah, that's kind of game on after that. Um, But, yeah, 21 hours later um, after labouring in water for as long as I could, I mean, well, another thing that I really want to kind of chat about is this whole kind of idea of birth plans yeah. not necessarily going to plan. And yep. I did have a fairly um, – it was flexible, but it was a, you know, fairly sort of you wanted strong the, the water idea. Birth. I wanted the yeah. water birth. I yeah. wanted the hypnobirthing. I wanted the dimmed lights and yeah. the music playing yep. and the chanting yep. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, in the end, you know, it's it's – it's a combination of, of baby and mum on the day when you're yep. giving birth vaginally. And, um, yeah, she decided that it wasn't how she wanted to enter the world. She, um, We found out after a while that she was compound presentation. So that's um, – oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah, after, after being fully dilated and pushing for three hours, they found out that I was compound presentation, which means that her, not just one arm, but two arms were up. Right, okay. So she was coming out like Superman. Um, and she's never stopped since, She's FYI. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that sort of made things a little bit complicated. But look, she's here. She's healthy. Gorgeous. She has a giant head. In that case, she does have a giant head. It seems to be something that runs in our family. Um, Well, you and Alex are not short. No, we're we're pretty big humans. You're tall. Yeah. You know, so you had to have thought it might have been a bigger baby. Well, yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. And it seems to be the case with number two. But, um, yeah, look, it was... What was it like when you were told... Probably water birth isn't going to happen, or did someone make that decision and tell you? And yeah, it was. Um, see, the thing that's just my gremlin um, that I also brought with me. Um, it was pretty disappointing. I think when yeah. you're in that zone, and you know, I was trying so hard to not try, which yeah, sounds yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. kind of hypnobirthing sort of mantra just to let is go to just to it, surrender. Happen. That's yep. right. Yep. Yeah, um, to focus on your breathing and it's not pain, it's pressure and yeah. Yeah. all of this sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, I really do subscribe to a lot of the um, the philosophy around all of that. Um, however, you know, it got to the point where, as I said, I had been pushing for three hours yeah, and I'd been in the water, and just stuff wasn't happening. At this time, they didn't. At this stage, they didn't know that she was compound, um, and they didn't realise that until they they got me up on the bed, and um, you know, fifty thousand people had their fingers in there, yeah. and you know, all that try, sort of try stuff. Trying to see what was going on, yeah. and yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, um, and but the, by that stage, I was just buggered. 
I was just absolutely buggered and I just long day. Just wanted her out. Yeah. Just wanted her out. Yeah. Um and yeah, so so yeah. how did she – so you didn't end up having any cesarean or anything like that. You managed to no. do still a vaginal so, birth. Yeah, yeah, so what happened was is um, after after that period of time and, you know, to the credit of Jackie, my doula, uh, my Jackie, <laughs> um, and, um, and the midwives who were all amazing. And I have to say, like, you know, for all of the hesitation and fear that I had around the new hospital, if you're listening to this and you are – feeling the same thing it's such an incredible place and every woman that is chosen or chooses to be a midwife is just the most yeah absolutely amazing magical angel that walks this earth um and you know so much so that as you said we wanted to replicate that sort of situation again with Monty yeah um but yeah so after pushing for um for that period of time and um and then getting up on the on the bed and all of that sort of stuff i needed to have what's called syntocin which is a um a synthetic oxytocin which okay. basically helps um bring your contractions on again so what happens is when you push for that period of time your body goes it just thinks okay well this isn't going to happen today um and it your um you're tired and it sort of thinks you know from a um from a kind of primal sense, yeah. um, we're just going to go and we'll have a have a little nap in a cave or yeah. whatever and then yeah. we'll get back onto this tomorrow. Well, that's yeah. not really what happens in modern day. No. Um, they needed to help things along to sort of make sure, um, you know, the health of, of mum and Barb is maintained. So um, I needed a little bit of help because my contractions had sort of waned. They'd started yeah, right. to go backwards. Okay. So, um, yeah, pops me up on the bed, pops the drip in my arm, and once that happens, you're not you're not able to birth in water anymore. Okay, it comes a bit yeah. more. It becomes a bit more of a medical emergency um, or situation. Uh, or? I don't really say emergency, a bit more of a situation. Yeah. But also by this stage with Ray, I was so tired that I was just absolutely, as I said, begging for her to come out. I was I was ready. I was ready to have some yeah. help. Yeah, right. Um, and it was too late. She was too far down the birth canal. I was, um, it just, because I'd had the syntocin, it just made a cesarean um, not on the cards. And I didn't want a cesarean anyway. Yep. It was my birth plan to try and give birth vaginally as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, with my, my basic options were if I wanted, um, if I wanted help, it was forceps or vacuum. Okay. And I desperately... Desperately didn't want to use forceps. Okay. Um, we have a history of um, of bad experiences in our yep. family with yep. with forceps. And again, you know, it's that's just my experience. I know plenty of babies since then that have had you know incredible fine births and have come out perfect by using forceps. But yep. again, it's just a mind over matter thing for me. Um, vacuum is the only option that I wanted to explore. And the doctor, bless him, he's like, okay, I'll give you three pushes. But if wow. he doesn't come out with three pushes, then we're getting the forceps. Okay. Um, and bless him, he gave me five. I've never pushed so hard in my life. Um, and we'll talk about what happens when yeah. you push hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but wow. yeah, like after that, um, after that, they sort of realised that um, that her arms were poking up, so they poked her little arms back in, and and actually, count she came on the fifth push. So. Wow. Yeah, I think I ripped poor um, the poor midwives. I remember her, Gail. She was absolutely beautiful. Um, she, I think I ripped her shirt off. 
Um, she was like, "Wow, yeah." Okay. She was there by my side. Um, yeah, Jackie cheering me on in my ear. Alex there, just looking white. Um, but yeah. Out she came. Out she came. push. Wow. With a little vacuum on her head. And that must have felt amazing, right? It felt like I did the biggest shit of my life. (laughs) Which I just can't deal with. But, you You know. know how I feel about that. You know how I feel about that stuff. Oh, Um, gosh. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing like doing a really, really big poo to feel relieved. Really great. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good feeling. You feel great. Yeah, Okay. totally. But you're not left with a gorgeous baby at the end. No, no, you're not. (laughs) There's that. There's that. Yeah. There you go, buddy. And how was Alex? Um, I think he was relieved. I yeah. think the thing is when you when you request help from a doctor, it becomes a whole different scenario. Yeah. The lights are turned up again slightly, you know, there's it goes from having you, yourself, your doula, you yourself. You yourself. You know, yeah. just just yep. The, yep. The, 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 the royal we. The royal um, to having like what seemed like 20 odd people in there, you know, yeah. the machines were turned on. There was someone over there monitoring. There was someone over there with a clipboard. There was, you know, that. Per- and it just, it just becomes a sea of people. It becomes clinical. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Um, but again, having that, that person, um, you know, Jackie there just calming me and reminding me of my like hypnobirthing training and all of that sort of stuff, even though it was really intense. I I still you know and it's it's funny your brain your mind has a really um a really wonderful way of forgetting how painful it can be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and all of that sort of stuff but yeah like it was it was it became a bit more of a medical kind of not emergency but a bit more of a medical situation but and you do forget because you've got another one yeah on your lap I went right back, now Monty went back, yeah back exactly yeah yeah um but yeah I think um. The doctor who performed the the vacuum, um, he sort of obviously you know came up came up after me and you know said congratulations and all of that sort of stuff. And after he'd sort of stitched me up, he came up and said congratulations, you did really well, blah blah blah. And you know what my words were to him? What was that? I'm so sorry I didn't shave. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That I'm was sure the first thing that's I said to that him. Came out of your yeah. Mouth. yeah. I'm pretty sure they've heard everything, oh, right? Look. Like, yeah. Yeah. They know this stuff. Yeah. They know this stuff. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Hey. He's had enough of Mama talking. Yeah. He wants attention. <laughs> All right. Hey, Monty. Time for your mum to get her boobs out I'm again, gonna, I feel. Yeah, look I think we're going to get your boobs out. You're playing at home. <laughs> this is what's happening. We apologise for this break in transmission. Sorry about that. We That's just okay. um, we had a little break. Yeah, had a little, had a little break. But we're, we're back now. Um, and so what a yeah. great time to finish on the shaving oh, comments. Look, you know, I did say thank you. If you're wondering, That's good. I, I That's did. Good. I did That's thank good. him. That's um, good. But yes. So look, that's um, that's you know that's how Ray came into that's the world. How Ray came into the world. Um, so yeah, enough about me. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about, about your story. My story. A little bit different. It is a little bit different. Um, and uh, I think that's probably how we bonded so well. Yeah, I think so. The differences, really. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'll talk a little bit about Bella Boo. Mm-hmm. She's my third. Um, yeah. Bella. Just Bella. We decided. Just yes, Bella. Just Bella. Not we, Isabella. Not Isabella. Not Annabella. Not no. Arabella. Not no. Annabella. Just Bella. Just Bella. Just the one word not baby. Belle. Yeah. Just Bella Boo. <laughs> um, so. People would call her our miracle, I guess, uh, or our surprise baby. So we have six-year-old twins now, but at the time they were four. And, uh, yeah, so after years of uh, many, many years of infertility struggles and issues and um, we'll talk about how the twins came to be a little bit later in another episode, but 
Yeah, she came about. I um, had about six years of trying to have the twins and then obviously the twins were born and so forth. Um, and then I fell pregnant, what you would Surprise. call, I guess, naturally, inverted commas. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but naturally. Uh, we were very surprised. We, My husband and I had been apart for four weeks because of work trips. So I'd been in Holland. He'd been in, I think, the States at that time, and we hadn't seen each other for four weeks. And similar to you, I had been scheduled for surgery yeah. because I'd been having some really bad pain around you know, like halfway through my period. And for about six months, I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I saw a, an obstetrician gynecologist and he was like, let's just do surgery and see what's yep. going on. They're really similar. Yeah. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then they rang me and said, if you don't do it now, I think it was November, if we don't do it early December, you won't be able to do it till next year. So I was like, okay, okay, I've just got to get through it. November, it was a big month of my work and I'd been overseas and I'd just come back. I thought, okay, I've, I've really got to – and it was an overseas trip, so a work trip, and I was like, I've just got to get this stuff done. And then I remember four days before the surgery, I was very, very late and I thought, I'm never late. <laughs> and I was like 45 days late and I thought, oh, my gosh, because I never really had – periods anyway I was so irregular and this had been my whole life yeah so I never thought about it but someone at my job said just do a test and it'll be just peace of mind and what and did you think did you think oh god there's no I thought, way there's no way like yeah. how many years have I tried and in the end we couldn't even have the twins naturally and IVF and all this stuff mm. and I was like no I'm 40 like there's no way I'm yeah. pregnant and my husband went off to a work trip in Brisbane and the next morning I was like, I'm just going to do a test. I was home with the twins alone. It was 6am and it was before I was getting like getting the kids up for daycare and I did a test and the two blue lines came up so fast yeah. and so solid that I nearly fell off the toilet. Oh. I was like, and so the first thing that came out of my mouth was, fuck. <laughs> like I don't even know what else to say. Like I just looked at it and rang Aiden. It was 5am in Brisbane. Yeah. And he answered the phone thinking something was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just said, I'm pregnant. Ah. And he just said, I'm going to have to call you back later. Ah. So he called me like, it was just like, okay. So I went off to work and then had to ring the surgery and say like, I can't come in Friday for surgery. I'm pregnant. Like yeah. I just need to work that out first. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, wow, okay, that's that's great, but unexpected. And um, it was, yeah, I mean, I think very, you know, obviously everybody else or a lot of people around the world would be stoked and excited and happy and all the emotions. And I was just shocked. Yeah, I was as you would be. so shocked yeah. that I honestly couldn't even talk about it. And Did you tell anyone straight away? No, we told no one. Yeah. We told no one straight away. I think we probably kept it a secret for, I mean, I did tell one person. I told the lady who was due to do my Botox the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Priorities. to ring and yeah. cancel that appointment, which was disappointing. So I kind of wish I'd just found out a few days later. But um, So we told no one for probably six weeks after that. So I was probably, I think family didn't even know till maybe 10 weeks pregnant. Yeah, okay. I was just, I couldn't tell. I couldn't even talk about it, to be honest. We just went kind of underground with it and... Um, to be honest, there was a lot of going back and forth around what we were going to do. Yeah. Three kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was 40. Yeah. Um, and was it pretty clear how far along you were? I mean. Yes. Yes. Because we've the... been apart for a month, 
We knew exactly. And when you're married with two kids, you have so much sex. kind of know. So So much. Yeah, we have so much. Yeah. And uh, we kind of knew very easily where we were. And so I, um, very similar to you, didn't have uh, any health cover that covered us. Mm. So... That was another thing. We went private obstetrician. Yep. So I did my research and in Manly there's a couple of really, you know, really well-known people. I actually chose someone different to who had been the gyno that had recommended surgery just yep. by choice of some feelings, I guess, of how I felt. And I chose a guy and he was fantastic. He was super chill, very relaxed, and I thought that would kind of balance out my neurosis about things. And so that was great. And so that's obviously out of pocket too, isn't it? It was out but, of pocket. Yeah. So... We went public hospital, yeah. private OB, and that was around like six or seven thousand dollars yeah, that you right. pay. Yeah. Um, but for me, being you know nervous about and anxious about pregnancy and Absolutely. birth, I definitely wanted private yeah. cover somehow. Yeah. Um, so we actually went to see him very early on. I was only about eight, um, six weeks pregnant, mm. and we went to see him because I was high risk because I'd suffered a stroke in the past yeah. and also the, all the infertility issues. So yeah. I went to see him and we sat down and probably the first thing I said to him was, I want to plan cesarean. Yeah. Will you do that? <laughs> and he looked at me, he's like, come on, we can talk about that in a few months. I said, no, no, no. no, no. If you're not going to do it, I will find another doctor. So yeah. he was like, yes, that's absolutely fine. You can do whatever you want to do. So we went with him, which was great, and then that was Christmas time. So we got through Christmas. Um, I probably vomited every single day until Ooh. about 16 weeks. So right. that was enjoyable as yeah. well. And we still hadn't told anyone. We told a couple of friends and we had told family. So obviously that was, um, you know, up until about that 16 weeks, we were still, obviously until 12 weeks, we were still in shock and still really wondering what we were going to do. I mean, honestly, there was a lot of back and forth and then we got to 12 weeks and we kind of thought, I guess we're having a third child. And you, did you find out what you were having? We found out that it was a girl. If anyone knows me, I'm incredibly organised. I'm (laughs) incredibly coordinated with everything. I want everything planned. So we did have, um, uh, we were having a little girl and we found out through all the testing. We did all the hormone testing, all the genetic testing, all that stuff to make sure that she was health and safe, you know, safe and I was healthy. And so we did that. And then um, I was booked in for Royal North Shore Public Mm -hmm. Hospital. Yep. Um, And I have to say, I was like you. I was like, I don't want to go in public. Mm -hmm. I was crying a lot about it. I was trying to ring health insurance and it was going to be $10,000 out of pocket to deliver there privately. Uh So that was vetoed very early by the financial (laughs) man. Yes. Um, So... We were booked into Ronald Shaw, which was in the end. I didn't realize it's a it's a beautiful new, like public hospital. It's fine. It's only six seven years old. Yeah, I felt really comfortable there when we were there, and like I said, we did a um, we did a planned cesarean. So the pregnancy was hard. I I was sick a lot. Mm. Um, I. You know, I really struggled with morning sickness. I didn't tell work till I was about 20-odd weeks because I just didn't want to make it real. Yeah. I was in denial. Um, and then eventually we were going overseas for something else and I thought by the time I get back from my holiday, I will be showing. So I told work yeah. and everyone was in as much shock. <laughs> and then um, I had my cesarean booked in for exactly 39 weeks. So I finished up work two weeks before and um, – <laughs> 
wanted to work right up until the day before, but they wouldn't let me. Yeah. And turned up at 7am on the day of the cesarean and I had actually done no social media about the pregnancy. Yeah. So for anyone who knows me, that's huge. <laughs> so it wasn't announced on social media. It wasn't no one who didn't know me or see me knew I was pregnant unless I told you or you saw me in the street. Yeah. Um, and we kept it like that. So we kept the day of the cesarean a secret. Only the two of us knew. Really? And, yeah, we wanted it very, very private. We didn't yeah. even really tell the twins because we thought that they honestly would have told everybody because the t- minute we told them I was pregnant, they told everyone. So Why did you want to keep it a secret? I think just because I wanted something for us yeah. as a family that we could just – I was obviously very nervous and anxious about yeah. it as well. And yeah. We'd had a few traumas in the in the family really recently before that and some really sad kind of stories and I was nervous but also I really just wanted to enjoy – what I could, and I was not Without enjoying the pregnancy and the phone and, ringing, yeah. and the text messages, and everybody anticipating yeah. when's it happening, when's it happening. Yeah. I just wanted us to have something. Yeah. And then, you know, babies become public property after they're born. So, <laughs> you know, I just thought just for us and we could turn up and then we can tell everyone. So it was obviously going to be a close day to that. Everyone knew I was having cesarean. So yeah. it wasn't that much of a surprise. But we turned up at 7 a.m. I walked in, I felt great, you know. I had my eyelashes done. I had my hair blow wiped. I had a little bit of makeup on. I had my tan. And did you shave? Did you shave? I waxed. So I was ready for everything. And the the best story is that when I was in there and they were getting ready to the cesarean, the obstetrician goes, "Oh well, we don't need to shave her." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I've I've solved you. You know, saved yeah. you a couple of minutes." So he turned up. He was getting ready for you know to do the surgery. It was very calm. I walked into the surgery room. You know, I sat on the bed. The hardest was the epidural. It hurts a lot, yeah, you know, okay. in, the, in the spine, and, yep. and I was a bit nervous about that. But once you're in there, you're in there. The morphine makes you shake a little bit. But besides that, she came out perfectly healthy. She came out, qu- you know, quiet, and she was a very calm baby in me. Yeah. She didn't move a lot. I had to go to the hospital a couple of times trying to make sure she was still there and moving. Yeah, right. So she came out three kilos on the dot. And just, it was a nice experience. It was, I felt very comfortable and safe in, in the doctor's, you know, care. Yep. And then they put her on me. Aiden was in the room. And the best thing about this public hospital is she was on me for the entire time that they were sewing me up. Yeah, right. So they were, you know, they were allowed to keep her on me for about 40 minutes, which was great. And then at the last minute they said, okay, we're just going to fix everything here. And Aiden could take her into the, you know, the room. Yep. Um, so that was, you know, I just found it a really nice experience for me. It's very sterile. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the room. <laughs> there's doctors, there's midwives, there's nurses, there's yeah. extra hands, there's an anaesthetist, there's, you know, all the all the bells and whistles. But for me, it was what I wanted to do yeah. and I didn't want to think about anything else. Yeah. And I definitely didn't want to push anything out of me. I was like, absolutely not happening. It's just not in my my wants at all yeah. to experience. So I thought, no, no, I'm good to do that. Um, and the other thing that I chose not to do was I chose not to breastfeed at all. Yeah. Um, and that was very clear from the appointment I had with the hospital when I did my admission. Yeah. Was I'm not going to breastfeed. I'm not planning on doing it. So please don't talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. I'll bring formula if I have to. But that's that was my choice. So how was that received? I think in the admission meeting with the midwives, they were, or the nurses, they were a bit wondering why, you know, okay, tell us a little bit about that and why, and do you want to try? Do you, and I said, no, I, I don't want to try. I just, yeah. I really want to move to formula straight away. So yeah. 
It was okay. I was expecting a lot worse. Yeah, I right. was. That's I was expecting good. a lot of pressure and they didn't at all. And when I had Bella at the hospital, it was on my file. They asked me once, are you sure that's what you want to do? Yes. And not a single midwife mentioned it again. Really? No, not the whole three days. So I was wondering if it was something on my file <laughs> that said, do not ask, do not ask her <laughs> unless you want a meltdown. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she went straight on to formula, which was great. She was healthy. She yeah, was happy. Nothing, nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, and then we were taken up to the ward. I actually had paid for a private public room. Of course room. you had. Of yeah. course you had. <laughs> so that was one of the compromises was if I can't go private, yeah. I shall be paying for a private room. Shelby. I shall be. And that wasn't too bad. So it's not it's not hugely expensive. You get your own room. Yeah. Um, you know, your partner can stay. And especially when you've had a cesarean and you cannot move no, for 24 hours, yeah. it was helpful yeah. to have someone there. So. Aiden stayed two nights out of the three. Yeah. Um, and on the third night, well, I just woke up once to feed and then that was it. And, yeah. you know, so it was actually fine. Yeah. I was just so desperate to get home. She yeah. was healthy. I was in a room. Yeah. If anyone knows me, you know, I was running up until 30 weeks huh. and then I was walking yeah. still up until the day before. I had my personal trainer the day before. So to be in a room for three days was mm. really my nightmare. Yeah. So um, we snuck her out for a walk on the second day and I kind of hobbled around. But staying fit during the pregnancy meant my recovery was so fast. Yeah, you know, right. I walked a week after she was born. I was off on my 5K walk with her to get coffee every morning, oh strapped to me. <laughs> um, I went back to cycle class after four weeks. Yeah. I went back to running after about maybe six to eight I had PT again. I just – and I was fine. My scar is almost gone. Yeah. My recovery was perfect. Um, you know, I if I had to do it again, I would definitely choose – you know, every pregnancy is different. I know that. But if I had to do it again, and it's never, ever happening, but if I ever <laughs> did it again, which <laughs> is never, ever happening, I would do the same thing. I yeah. would choose the same thing. It's clinical. It's very coordinated. It's very timed. But for me – the way that I am, I preferred to know what was coming and, and yeah. what I was going to hopefully experience. Yeah. And I know cesareans can be really risky and touch mm. and go. Yeah. But for me it was worth it and yeah. it was faultless. I yeah. was it was so good and you know, it did hurt. And I yeah. felt a little bit nauseous, but it was for me it worked the best and yeah. I think it got rid of a lot of the nerves that I mm. possibly would have felt otherwise. Yeah. And I'm intact. And uh, that helps, you know, so. <laughs> you don't have to worry when you sneeze. I don't have to worry when I sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> and I can go running again and, uh, you know, that's. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that was probably, uh, you know, my story with Bella and, and how we got to know each other and the yeah. differences. But there's no way you'd get me pooping in a pool of, oh, well, of, of water to have a baby in a water birth. Well, like, part, that's part of it, you know. <laughs> I have to say, happening. when you walk into the birthing suite and they're filling up the pool and there's what looks like a vegetable strainer just off to the side. And you wonder, what's that for? What's that for? Yeah. You I soon find to, out yeah, that yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, the beautiful midwives just discreetly scooping up behind you as you're... Yeah, Not happening. <laughs> so I think, you know, through all of this, um, you know, what we've learned is that there's a huge number of different ways to get to motherhood. Yeah. And, you know, 
end up with a baby. Like there's not this one size fits all, which no, is that's great. Right. And it really um, is just the start of what is. is a crazy, crazy ride. You know, yep. I think we get so fixated on the birth and the and the plan and the, are you going to go this way or exactly. that way or are you going to have pain relief or not? But it really is just such day, a... You end up with the child. You, you end up with the baby and that's when the get real, yeah, you know, exactly. shit gets real for, for everybody. So I think... Um, we're all in the same boat and, yeah. you know, what when we started off this episode and we're talking about the sisterhood and coming together and it really does take a village. Yeah. Um, it doesn't always have to be the family village. It yeah. can be a whole range of different people and I think you got to find your tribe and we Absolutely. certainly really lucked out with our mother's group. It's yeah. been amazing and with yeah. each other and yeah. with our, our kids are nearly two, which is no. incredible. It's we're crazy. all starting to plan those made second it. birthday parties. We made it. <laughs> Um, but you do survive that first year and the and the bonds, you know, you have are those kind of that you do get to have yeah. for a lifetime, which is incredible because you experience everything at the same time exactly. and you can yep. share those stories. So, and especially over the COVID time, it was really, really important for us to have that. Yeah, particularly if that. you can't, you know, be with your family. Both of our families live out, of town, out of town and all yeah. of that sort of stuff. So yeah. I think it's, you know, it's been really good for us. It has been, 100% been perfect. So yeah. that's us. Yes. And we survived our first we podcast. It. We made it. Thanks, and Monty. Monty. Thanks, Thanks, Monty, for, for being yeah. our third host. I know. So we'll see. We'll we'll keep talking. We'll keep chatting. And, yeah. and our producer, yeah. Rod, yeah, Thank helping you. us along the way, teaching us everything we know. Yeah. And I think I can't wait to keep chatting with you, babe. Yeah. I think yeah. fun. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed chatting. Find us where you find all good podcasts or even average ones. And of course on Instagram at honeynotbeige. Get in touch via DMs or honeynotbeigepodcast at gmail.com. And any links or stats that we talk about in the show you can find in the show notes. Thanks again.